Hello, Carly. Hey. Welcome to Pillows on the Windows, a movie podcast about films. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? You should say, how are you, Tucker? Because then I don't have to introduce myself and it's like we're doing a podcast. How are you, Tucky? That's my, mm, that's my name. <laughs> I'm up here. <laughs> Meet me up here. Uh, Carly, what's going on in your life today? Today, I went to the lake and read Mm-hmm. And then I went to the record store. Okay. And then I watched one of the movies that we are talking about. Watch that out. Was my day. <laughs> Joyce Robert Anderson or whatever his name is might make a movie about you. It sounds like with Elizabeth Moss. What's the guy? Was the Queen of Earth? Alex guy? Ross Perry. <laughs> Alex Ross Perry is going to make a movie. <laughs> I thought about you were it. like trying to get to PTA or something. <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, yeah. what, did you get anything from the record store? I did. Ooh. I got a Stella Don, the Stella Donnelly album. Huh? Stella Donnelly. Huh? Um, she was one of the artists I was going to see and then couldn't because of <laughs> COVID nineteen. Very good. And then I got a Little Sims album. <laughs> it all just sounds fake, but okay, sure. <laughs> Little Sims. Is it all yeah. like Godoy Vistar? Good, good what are you talking? Oh, very good. Majnon. I thought I thought because she's British, you were like doing a weird British thing. Top of the moon. Um, Carly. What's up? What movie do you want to talk about? Walk about here first. Ooh, I kind of like the walkabout idea. What's that? <laughs> what movie do you want to walk about? Let's walk about. Okay, I feel like we should start with the Blair Witch. Okay, it involves walking about. Yes, there's a lot of walking. Carly, we've watched this treasure trove of film, the Blair Witch series. We've watched them all. Yeah. I'm shrugging my shoulders. All of them we've watched today. Yes. What did you think of the third one, the Blair Witch? I thought pretty darn good. Like, obviously not great. No, not great at all. Pretty darn good. But fun. So fun. Fun movie. I don't get people. Yeah, what's everybody's problem? Let's break this down, Car. Seriously, I don't get the problem. Like, this has horrible, horrible reviews. People hate it so much. Yeah. And I imagine it's... Okay, I, number one, think it's because people just don't want to have a fun time and this two i think be, like no, 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 no. come on we can't <laughs> okay no i think the bigger thing is opinion. that people people are comparing it to the original right and therefore it suffers right because it's not as good as the original blair witch project doy yeah which of course it wasn't well, okay, that's actually a bit complicated like i was gonna say of course it isn't going to be but the director of this new Blair Witch is like a really, really great horror director. So okay. I think it's actually fair to have decently high expectations. Mm-hmm. I went, I'm sorry, I'm making water bottle noises. I went into <laughs> this really wanting to like it. Okay. And for the first like half hour, I was like, oh, wait, what if this is actually really good? Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't, uh, I think, uh, once everything kind of kicks in, once uh, the snap happens, 
I think this There's movie like is really messy. There's like 40 snaps. Oh, you're, the voodoo snap? The voodoo snap that happens. Okay. And then all of a sudden everybody's just screaming for the rest of the movie. I think it kind of loses something. But the concept's really good. It is good. It's a good concept for like a sequel, whereas Book of Shadows was not a good... Well, Book of Shadows was also a good concept. Yeah. Book of Shadows is a much worse movie than this. And I see a lot of people saying... Book of Shadows is better than this, and I don't understand at all. I, like, hmm. I just can't imagine, like, watching this and not having a fun time with it. You know, know. what I mean? It's so, like, tropey, but, like, fun, horror, just, you kind of know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. At every turn. But it's just fun. And, like, uh, I, this one's interesting because... As far as horror movies go, I feel like it's it's just it's maximalist. Like mm-hmm. they are not choosing one vein here. It's no. like how can we fit every single thing that could be in a horror movie <laughs> in this one horror movie? <laughs> Do you like body not, horror? Yeah, or like and like I guess uh, there's also weird time stuff, time stuff, house stuff, acting weird, house stuff. There's just like absolutely everything goblins. in this. Yeah, they didn't choose. They said yes to all. What if the Blair Witch spent all her time watching horror movies and then that was her <laughs> her well of ideas to draw from? Um, I, I, I understand people who are like, the Blair Witch was, the first one was special because it didn't show you anything and it was theater of the mind, imagination is scary. And I agree with that 100%. And the Blair Witch Project is a much better movie than the Blair Witch which didn't need to show you freaking <laughs> Slender Man, which <laughs> through yeah, the second yeah, I yeah, was really, yeah. but it's still, it still freaked me out a little bit. And it was still like a thrill ride, this movie. So I, uh, people need to, um, grow up. Yeah. I think like, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I find like the inevitable comparisons between like uh, movies in the same family, yeah, really tiring and yeah. annoying. Yeah, that's unfair. Yeah, you know? love The Godfather three, and you're like, everybody, shut up. We know it's not one or two. I don't know. I just feel like, especially when it's so loosely tied as with this, like yeah. none of the same cast, not the same director, right? Totally different project, filmed in a different location. Um, what you mentioned the director is there something i would know that he's done or she he and his like big two i believe are your next and the guest okay really descriptive titles as is the norm (laughs) these days okay your next was one of the uh, movie where like i feel like it was right before the wave of prestige horror that we know now and it's like the more fun version it kind of reminds me a lot of ready or not okay where it's like like, yeah it's honestly pretty similar in like premise too it's like a family getaway but everyone's like hunting each other that Um, sounds all right it's so fun and it's like really well done and then i believe the guest came next and that's dan stevens and that's like a little bit moodier still really Ooh. fun Ooh, 
This is not moody. This movie. No, this is unrestrained. <laughs> or yeah, unrestrained, and the other two are very restrained oh, compared man. to this. The the stupid editing. Yeah. I I swung so hard back and forth on it. Where <laughs> it's so obvious, and it just bashes you over the head with like all the like. Yeah, where it's like yeah. just cutting because this is all found footage. Obviously, somebody took all these SD cards out of these ear cameras and then stitched a movie together is what we're led to believe, I guess. Yeah, uh, that's my favorite part of the thought experiment is like, so that means someone who was editing this together decided to include a right. sum of like 10 minutes of. Yeah. <laughs> and like, OK, we got to include this like romance subplot with between these two characters, right? That doesn't go anywhere because that's really going to pay off at the end. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. But it's ridiculous because uh, spoilers ahoy, but uh, it's, it's like creating this like time loop situation, which is a really cool idea that I think is so cool. It's just like. It's because they don't even really pay off at all. It's just they throw it in there to be like, oh, this is kind of cool, huh? Time loops. And I'm like, yeah, it is kind of cool. So then who's finding this footage and editing it? (laughs) Did you have the moment where... Because I feel like this could be really interesting if... Okay. It wasn't just a trick. Where like (laughs) um, at the very end when... Is it Lisa... Goes into the sure. house. Lance, I think her name was. <laughs> or Lane. No, Lane. Lane. Lane and Talia. Lane. Oh, poor Talia. Poor, poor Talia. Talia had a hard life. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so she go- she finally goes into the house, the mm-hmm. witch's house, and she's filming, and like it's there's like that ten second chunk where it seems like it is the tape. Yes. But then it's not. Right. That's annoying. It should have just been the tape. Where You're saying where they reference the very beginning of the movie? Yeah. Like at the very beginning, we see um, the main character watching the YouTube video. Right. Right. And it would have been super cool if that was them. That is what's happening. But then, it does, like, does, if I remember correctly, I guess maybe I didn't catch it right, but, like, the way that the video proceeds right after she looks in the mirror is not what happens in the video that they show. My, you could be right, but my understanding is they're watching the tape they made at the beginning I of just, the movie. I just, maybe there's, like, stuff cut out, but doesn't the tape end with her getting zonked out and knocked on the floor? But that's like 20 minutes after she goes we're, upstairs. We're going uh, deep into. Well, yeah, I think it was. I think, OK, if you want to go into like, what do you think the in-world fiction justification is? I think it's supposed to be that the the Blair Witch. <laughs> edited through, the tape. Edited, yeah, basically, like made that footage available to them to draw them in. Okay. But then they create the footage, so it just creates this time loop. I don't think you're supposed to think about this movie that hard, Kai. I think you're... I think that's so unfair, though. Like, you yeah. can't cut out the 20-minute chunk to make it look like it's a sister's video. I think that's really cheap. I think all they were going for was that little bit of flash of recognition when you realize that it's the same footage, and then you're like, oh, 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 they're going to die. And then they but do. then they fail it! Like, in the, like the 
moment you realize it's the same footage when you see you're yeah. in the mirror, the yeah. next moment you're like, oh, this isn't what the video was. <laughs> so it's like. See, I didn't have that, that yeah. thought, I guess. I don't know. That Lane! Lane! Did you know, Car, you can write a horror movie and all you have to do is two thirds of it just has to be people yelling the names of other characters? Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot. Lane! It was a lot. They couldn't find Lane. And then like all the time stuff with Lane and Talia where it's been five yeah. days and the sun won't come up. That's really cool. That is really cool. Where which one didn't do that. No. People on Letterboxd. It's interesting because two sort of did. Like they did pull some stuff from two. This made me hate two even more where it's just like, <laughs> what were they doing? Yeah. The little girl going, hey, like, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm so glad we have that just so I can hear you impersonate. <laughs> yeah, two was doing some stuff. This really feels. This just feels like somebody really loved the first movie and wanted to got or got the opportunity to make a sequel to it. Yeah, which and, I think is what happened. Yeah, they weren't shooting for the stars. They were just making kind of a like they had some fun ideas for what you could do with that. Yeah. In like a modern setting. Yeah. Which really doesn't go anywhere, to be honest. It's like the drone stops working and they're like, oh, they could have done I more I like the effect that them wearing the cameras like in their ears had where yeah. a lot of it just looks like they're talking directly at the camera, which they yeah. are. Yeah. I thought that was like a cool perspective. It's such a... It's like a reach because no one has those ear cameras in real life. Yeah. But it makes sense if you're trying to do like a modern take on found footage. We're going into the woods to record all this type thing. Yeah. And I, it's really, I really think it's effective. All the shots of like uh, Lane or the Lisa or whoever her name is, <laughs> like doing like the same thing from the first movie where they're just like walking around with a camera, just like being obnoxious with it because they're like, and everybody's like, stop filming, stop filming. Yeah. Like, no, no, I got to keep filming because we're here to film. And it's, it's it has the same effect on me. I think it works just as well. Yeah. And then some of it doesn't because it feels more movie-ish than the first one did. Because these are actors reading a script. Yeah, right. Yeah. Dang. I thought that, the acting was pretty good. Like, the lady's a, foot, man. Huh? The lady's foot. Oh, yeah. I mean... I should have like rewound it. Please don't. Uh, I think we might have some. I feel like my neighbors may be drilling into their wall. Right that's great. Now. That's okay. Paul. That's welcome. Welcome everyone. <laughs> Pulls on the windows. Drunk well, like, them if you got. <laughs> I should have rewound when she initially steps on it. Like there's that weird like white rocky thing sticking uh -oh. out, right? Like there's. Um, I don't I think, think something's. So. It looked fact check. Ooh, something Thumbnail looked for the really video. strange. Or yes, for... I mean honestly, I should have backtracked because it was like a hint that I think something was going to go really awry. Oh, it did. Yeah, I can't handle this breed of horror movie. I had to walk away. Really, uh, when she was pulling the whatever it was out. No, that I saw. Oh, seriously, that was the worst part. That was really rough. Just like. Um, just and they do it really well where it's like, you know, her foot is bad. Yeah. But they kind of delay looking at it for a little bit. Yeah. 
so you know it's really bad. Yeah. And then they finally <laughs> do show it. And I was just like, no, I can't watch this part of this movie. I'm sorry. I gotta, I'm out. And it's good too because it could totally have just been like before you start to get the hints of like okay why aren't they looking at it sort of thing yeah, like yeah, yeah, it yeah. could totally just be you need that to happen so that one of the characters is slowed down right exactly but, it's just a camping incident it's not like a right. horror movie thing right but you know it's going to be a problem it just yeah. turns into way more of a problem oh, and like that really loud snapping noise that keeps yes. happening <laughs> <laughs> And the the scene, speaking of good acting, before I cut you off, uh, where she is pulling the thing out of her leg, the yeah. finger acting is great in that oh, scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yep. she's just like... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had to, like, pull something out of your body that you don't want there type of thing? I've gotten, like, glass in my foot a few times. Okay. Not a weird, <laughs> like, root or something. Yeah, yeah. You're not yeah. turning into a stick figure. Oh, my God. Like, I, again, like, not always super squeamish, but I feel like infection stuff really oh, yeah. gets it's me. It's and bad. that's what exactly what yep. this was. Because it always like, progresses slowly over time. Oh, my God. Well, in the scene when she's pulling it out, like, the pus or whatever yep. that's yep. coming out that is just really good. That was really vile. Good. That was good. Oh, God. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah. Yep. She doesn't feel so good. No. Oh, I feel so bad for her. Oh, Whatever. God. She killed Talia with her stupid anger over stick figures. <laughs> that was like, really horrifying, but I feel like on a second watch would be really funny. Yeah. The whole scene yeah. is ridiculous where there's like, the whole gang is here. They got the yeah. whole city of stick figures. And there's like the giant one that she runs into and it's like, clunk. <laughs> That's a little silly. Yeah. Uh, on the same level, I think... Not quite as bad just because it's not body horror, but her getting stuck in the little crawl space under yep. the house. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good horror acting, I think. I think these actors did a really, really good job. Yeah. I really do. They sell it. This they stupid, seem like people. <laughs> insane movie. Totally. Yeah. Except for the main guy was kind of weak, I thought. I he love you. was believable as... Okay, no. I think when they're... There were points where their acting suffered, but that's when their writing suffered. Yeah. What like, I think is, yeah. all of the stuff at the end when they just, like, immediately decide to turn around upon yeah. the first temptation. Yeah. It was so not believable, but that's because that's just a ridiculous ending. It is. Yeah. It sucked. Yep. The ending is not great in this movie. It's so... I was so frustrated. I was yeah. so frustrated. Yeah. Ugh. Well, we just need a sequel. I really think this movie needs a sequel. It's never going to happen. Are you serious? Well, I just think it opened the door to there being like this interesting continuation of the Blair Witch Project, which is not Book of Shadows. You know what I mean? Like it's it's opening the door for an interesting another sequel to the Blair Witch Project, I think. I honestly would put a good amount of money on it happening at some point. I don't know. Not to this movie, I don't think. If they want to reboot it at some point. I could see that happening, but I don't think they'll yeah. ever, they'll, they won't get anybody involved with this movie back. They'll just be like, yeah. what? The Blair what? No. Yeah. Yeah. Get Heather huh. back. Which one's Heather? Heather's the lady from the first one. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Get Mike back. Anyways, the cave. The cave is crazy. The cave. The, the cave, cave is really wonders. tough. 
her like having to like toss the camera and then yeah. you see her like making up that ground. Yeah. Oh my god. That's yeah. so good. It's so good. And I like that there's like another route. Yeah, I mean like you know when she's going in there, it doesn't it's not like she's going to get out with the tunnels. <laughs> like, no, it's not going to happen. No, it's not a good place to be to be like, <laughs> no. I guess I'll crawl through this. <laughs> I mean, she would know, like, what do you do? But it's yeah, yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing on the other side for you besides Lane. And I think that is a good escalation of what was happening in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't think having an actual monster chasing them and toppling trees onto them is a good <sighs> escalation. Right? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Or like, I have to get the drone, but then a hand grabs me. I, uh, yeah. It's eh. so tough because like, the logic part of my brain is like, yeah, that stuff is dumb. But like the, I just want to watch something and be like super freaked out yeah. and have so much fun is like, yeah. give it to me. I don't sure. care. The light is flashing in your brain. You're like, yes, this is good. This is good. I mean, I was... Very scared. I yeah. had to do the peek through the fingers sure. a lot of the yeah. time. A lot of uncomfortable situations these poor people are put in. And <sighs> just a lot of like tension, a lot of like flashes of scary stuff. Like it <laughs> scaries, yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> scaries. <laughs> so would you recommend this movie, Car? Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think this is like loads better than most of the horror movies like this being made like this yeah yeah not horror movies in general but like your conjuring four is probably worse than (laughs) sure this is like good trashy kind of yes exactly creative fun horror movie because what i'm really like i think the main issues with the other movies like this are either one of two things or a combination not scary or really <laughs> terrible acting. And this is scary and has decent acting. So it's like. A, you got to start good. a website where you just rank horror movies or rate them. Not scary. <laughs> really bad acting. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I had fun. Okay. I had fun as well. And now okay. we're done with the Blair Witch series. Mm-hmm. Which is sad. Please make more. Sad. Yeah. I'll watch them. Yeah, me too. Uh, Car, what else is rocking in your free world cinema? Now, do I do one that we didn't watch together? Absolutely. Let's both do one we haven't done together as well together. And then after we can do one we've done together as well. Oh, that sounds fun. Okay, let me pick one. Um, hmm. This is my favorite part of the show. (laughs) Okay. I feel like... Oisha. Can I do one and a half? Can we uh, can we extend this like awkward silence a little bit farther? Because I see our numbers, <laughs> our listener numbers are skyrocketing as this is happening. So just hold on to this a little bit longer. We are live streaming. This. <laughs> just just let this be. Can you maybe like flip a page or something and like scratch your um, chin? Or can drop my earrings. Okay, good. That's also my favorite part of the show. Okay, Car, okay. what movie would you like to talk about? Okay, I'll okay. We'll start on a down note here. Please. Okay, so have you heard about She Dies Tomorrow? Yes, I saw this on your letterbox, and I was sad because I had seen the trailer for this recently, and I thought it looked really interesting. Me too, brother. Okay, <laughs> but uh, not so. 
I mean, am I okay? Like, I don't want to talk about something super... I don't want to ruin anything for you. It sounds like it's already ruined, so go ahead. No, I don't... It's so weird. Okay, so basically, this very recently came out. Uh, It's like a small indie, like, horror thriller where the premise is that um, this woman wakes up and is... Like, absolutely certain that she's going to die tomorrow. Um, And that idea spreads through this town. Um, That each individual believes they're going to die the next day. Um, Super interesting concept. And, like, visually right up my speed. I really love, uh, like bright neon lights <laughs> a lot in sure. um, movies that there's a lot of that here. The Speed acting racer, was pretty good yeah. and everything, but okay. it, so like I, it felt like it was packaged for me. Right. Um, and then just totally, I don't get it. Oh. And it was so disappointing. Like I, it's, I paid like the higher price on this one because it's new so i paid like six or seven dollars like i was really amped about this movie yeah 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 yeah. um and i'd heard like there were reviews that like oh you'll be so anxious the entire time and was so prepared for that yeah and it's the weirdest thing like i feel like (laughs) you don't get any time with any of the characters yeah that makes you care about them Okay. Or the fact that they're going to die. The, like, everything is so inconsequential. Yeah. Which seems so weird. Like, yeah. they, the idea is everyone in your meeting in this movie is going to die. And I couldn't care less the entire yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, and there's some really cool stuff with, like, the supernatural elements. Like, the thing that's leading them to believe that they're going to die. Okay. Like, there's a couple really, really cool moments. Um, but it was just an hour and a half of being like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you're going to die. I don't. <laughs> Join the club. It's so, like, meandering. I don't know. It kind of has that indie movie thing going on where it's like everyone's dealing with it in ways that are very, like, I don't want to say mumblecore, but kind yeah. of mumblecore-y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say Where it's just like, didn't. okay. And um, it's like a lot of people... There's some interesting, like, look into, like, vices and stuff. But it's people being, like, having calm conversations. Yeah. Elliot Smith plays softly in the background. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just like... Uh, I don't know that this level of stakes matches this mood, essentially. Okay, okay. It, it kind of sounds like an M. Night Shyamalan movie or something. It's way. like that mixed with a mumblecore movie. That sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I don't know. Other people like it a lot. So I yeah. can't. I just don't. I don't get what I was missing, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Because, hmm. uh, yeah, that trailer. I mean, the trailer is basically just laying out that concept. But uh, it sure was intriguing. Yeah, so and it hmm. is intriguing to start. I don't like again. I don't want to just give away the whole movie, but there's like a lot of repetition and a lot of like I can't believe 
that mm. <laughs> it, it just feels so like stupid. we're spending a lot of time on just like watching people talk about nothing. Yeah. Uh, which doesn't feel like how things would go down. Queen of Earth, when did you get here? <laughs> there is, I was going to mention that there is a, there are two people in this movie who were in Queen of Earth. No. Which is incredible because the Queen of Earth Queen cast of Earth was like is six like people. Four people. Yeah. No. It's yeah. not Elizabeth Moss, huh? No, but the main character is the woman from the party in Queen of Earth. Oh, okay. Yeah. She wasn't real. Did you know that? Oh, God. Elizabeth Moss <laughs> was just talking to thin air that whole time. It's pretty crazy. You know, and the other person is the boyfriend, the like uh, Elizabeth Moss's boyfriend is also in it. Okay. The guy who's like, I'm breaking up with you for your benefit. Sorry, babe. Yeah. And then he leaves. Yeah. Cool. He's out. He's out, Girl Scout. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she dies tomorrow. Oh. It's kind of fun. Just you talking about the renting it for more money. I don't know. There's just something fun that I guess people have always experienced with movie theaters. But as someone who doesn't go to movie theaters where a movie will come out and then it's like there's it feels like an event or something, which is something I get with video games a lot because video games will come out to stores and everybody goes and gets it, plays it. It's like this. It's like it came out today and we're all playing it. It's fun to have like these movies come out and you can just see like the everybody watching it. And they're yeah, home. and I don't like regret that at all. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I still like that. I would still rather have paid the seven bucks to like know what's up. I also yeah. like. Hmm. I feel like experiences like this uh, prove to myself that I'm not just like a slave to my taste. Like there can be things that seem like they're manufactured right. like directly for me and I can still dislike them, which I think that's healthy. It's comforting to me. Yeah. I think. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Like Book of Shadows. <laughs> yes. Which yeah. too. That's exactly my taste. Okay. I well, love speaking, Marilyn Manson. I, I, I do as well. Speaking of Marilyn Manson. Mm hmm. Can I regale you about Senna for yes, please two minutes? Do. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a documentary about Ayrton Senna, who was a Brazilian Formula One driver in the late eighties, early nineties. Yep. Well, give us some more talk. Give uh, us some more background well, here. Your reaction. It was kind of exactly what you would expect. Um, kind of the interesting stylistic thing is there is no non-archival footage in it. There's no talking heads hmm. or anything. It's all just like news broadcasts with just a little bit of like the Senna family home video vault thing going on. Which is really kind of awesome because you see kind of the way formula one was broadcast over time change you know and it's like all these interviews and stuff and him on brazilian tv and all. it's a lot hmm. of fun all that stuff um it uh i don't know i really ran into that same problem i always have with documentaries where i feel like i'm being sold a bill of goods when i watch them and uh from my understanding this film kind of uh, manhandles his relationship with uh, Prost. I don't want to say his name wrong. Everybody's name is crazy in F1. It's impossible <laughs> to say anybody's name. But Elaine Prost was a uh, French driver on the same team as Senna at the time. And 
they talk about their rivalry a lot in this movie, but they really make uh, Senna look like the saint, you know, hmm. like this movie. It just felt like this was like the Senna movie. And it's like about how good Senna was as a person and all this stuff. And hmm. it's my understanding that that wasn't all entirely true, but it was very effective. And uh, uh, spoiler alert, Car. I just mm-hmm. want to talk about, I guess, the last 10 minutes of this movie because I think it's very it. effective. Um, so Senna is, as much as he's known for being like one of the best F1 drivers of all time, uh, he was known also as kind of being this hero in Brazil during a time when Brazil was in really bad straits. And it gave them, and they talk about, they have a lot of like on the street interviews with people in Brazil and they talk about over and over how he is like their bright spot. At this Aww. time, which is, yeah, which is awesome because like he wins, uh, you know, the world championship and then it's just like parades in the street and everybody's happy for a while. And Aww, you have like, cool. <laughs> you have, you know, like grandmas and they're like, oh, I love Senna. He's like, he's the light of my life. He, he proves to the world that Brazil isn't so bad. And it's just like, it's so heartwarming seeing all this stuff. But Senna is also known for dying horribly in a Formula One accident. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> The, oh. the last 10 minutes of this movie was like harrowing in a way that definitely documentaries I very rarely have to deal with where um, because I I'm watching F1 in the 2000s, the 2010s and 2020s, which means I don't see people dying. Sure. Partly due to Senna's death and his work during his lifetime leading to better safety regulations. But it's the the kind of last chapter of this film starts and you just see this, not Senna, but uh, another driver. They show the wreck and they show just like a body on oh. the track, which is like really because it's <laughs> I'm so scared of ever seeing this during a live race because yeah. it's it's crazy to see someone in real life die in live on live television. Yeah. Um, and so that starts things off, right? And that's really and you it gets into like how Senna was dealing with all this because he had kind of this image of being untouchable. And, you know, um, and it's they almost get into it in an interesting way. But people had this conception that he thought he was invincible because he was very religious. And he was always talking about how God was with him and he would talk to God Mm -hmm. before the race and all this stuff. But then he would come out and say, like, no, no. I understand the dangers, blah, 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 blah. I wish they got into that more, but they didn't really. Hmm. Um, and then they, <laughs> I can't believe this all happened the way it did. But so there was a death during a race. And then the next race, and I could be getting some of the details, but they kind of present it like it's the next race. There's this terrible crash that injures two racers. And Senna's like, no, no, I have to race. I have to race. And then... It uh, throughout the movie, and this is something that F1 does and a lot of motorsports do, where they have cameras in the basically from the point of view of the driver, sure. which is cool. And it's really cool seeing like 80s version of that where it's like all going over the radio or something, <laughs> radio wave. So it's like really glitchy and like it don't look so good. Not that it looks good nowadays either, <laughs> but uh, they've been showing Senna driving just at various points in the movie. And you can see immediately why he was such a big deal. Um, just watching him drive is like super like, oh, I'm amped up. This is awesome. But they have just kind of this 
Um, there's no music over it. There's no talking. It's just basically the last 30 seconds of his life because they're putting you in his car oh, up until right before the car, which is like crazy. Yeah. Because you know it's coming and you're just right there with him. And then it cuts to the crash and it's just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Really hard to watch. And then you get uh, they do it really well, I think, where they show news footage of his funeral. But then when each of the important people in his life come up to the casket, it cuts to a part of the movie where they were showing, you know, them interacting. And that's all done really well. And you get all these like people in Brazil mourning. And it's like like it, it's hard to describe how important this was to Brazil. Sure. His death. I can't think of like a, I don't think there's an American who would die and we would mourn them the way Brazil mourned Senna when he died. Well, because we don't need, or like our need for symbolism is different. And also we have like multiple people on the international level. Like it's just, yeah, yeah, you can't compare it. Right. He was to them something that we, like you're saying, kind of don't need, but also... It's just amazing to watch this country come together to mourn this one person who just drove cars in circles. But it was it had me going. It had the tear ducts going a little bit this whole end of this movie. But it it felt kind of manipulative, this whole thing. So I don't know. (laughs) It's a good manipulative. I don't know that there's a way to tell that that isn't like heartbreaking, right? Like, yeah. And you wouldn't want the alternative where it's like this cold. <laughs> <laughs> and then he died. And then yeah, this happened. Like, that's this not happened. great either. I don't know. Right. right totally. Yeah. Yeah. I had just kind of heard this being like one of the, like the sports documentary. And I didn't think it was. It was a great watch. But I'm also invested in the subject matter and blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't know if you don't like Formula One, if this is any. It's just it, it follows the same arc that any like biopic would, you know. Sure. Yeah. But does it? I mean, like, I don't know how many sports documentaries you've watched, but does it feel none. different from that group? I can't think of any I've seen. I, yeah. Really, just the fact that it is only archival footage, I think, helps differentiate it because you just sure. see it can only be so manipulative and manipulated. Given that it's only showing you stuff that was captured live, you know, like it's sure. him. It's not. I don't know. It's like you compare it to compare the footage they use for the races in this to that Netflix series Drive to Survive, which is like whenever there's a crash, it like cuts to slow motion. It's like sounds of breaking glass. Okay. And, and they have like the radio announcers kind of like faded out. We're like, oh, my God, he crashed, he crashed, he crashed. It's like. <laughs> this is not that this is just like footage of racing happening which is good yeah i think right um yeah i mean i liked it but uh it didn't blow me away i was maybe the way i was hoping it would Hmm. who made it he is mm, he did uh the uh, amy winehouse documentary so like i guess like is he american or is he i don't think so okay is he brazilian I don't believe so, no. Interesting, okay. But uh, that's the other movie the director is known for, I believe, is the Amy Winehouse documentary that came out. Yeah, I still got to watch that at some point. Yeah. It's supposed to be very good. He, uh, Senna was a handsome man, I'll just say that. Ooh. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like that dad look that I wish I could pull off, you know? 
where you can just wear like a bad t-shirt and like cargo pants and it still looks really good because he's like a Brazilian Formula One driver. Yeah, I feel like it's a very small portion of the population that can pull off that look. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. Okay, Senna. Oh, I'm glad you finally watched it. That was yeah. one of those of like... Tucker, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. What was the one you watched, Car, where it's like a group of teens try to kill each That's other? That's the other one I wanted to bring up. Okay. Assassination Nation. Great name. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it sounds so. like a corn song or something. <laughs> so the director of this is the director of Euphoria, and mm-hmm. I rewatched all of Euphoria in hmm. the past like month or so. What is that car? It's an HBO show, uh, which oh. like it was one of the more I guess like talked about HBO shows in the last year. Um, I, I think because of its quality and because it's like, I guess, very provocative. It's about teens, but it is like about um, the most um, nefarious activities that teens can get nefarious. into. Uh, that is such a great Carly word choice. Is <laughs> nefarious. It was like, I guess, controversial is another word sure. for it. Um, like but it's fairy. excellent. Okay. Um, and Zendaya was just nominated for an Emmy for it and stuff, oh. and they're going to do a season two and everything. Um, okay. But before that director made that show, he made Assassination Nation, hmm. and he has this style, which is like, I, I use the word maximalist already, but it's true. Like, it's sure. just... It's like every trick that's in the book, he is playing it. There's nothing subtle about it at all. It's just like intense colors, intense manipulation of like it's he does the thing where um, there's three different shots all in one frame a lot. Okay, sure. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino for a new generation. Like so. Yeah. So modern. So exactly right now, sort of. Okay. Um. And he's like modern in uh, several other ways. Like I think overall, he generally handles um, like some teen topics better than at least I've seen anyone else try to do it right now. Like there's a lot of um, both in Euphoria and in Assassination Nation. A lot of it has to do with. Uh, I guess like sexting, like it, the oh. entire plot of Assassination Nation is that this town's, um, like a ton of people in this town, I think like seventeen thousand people or something, get hacked, and all of their digital life is released. Okay, um, which leads to like this town just going absolutely nuts, um, and trying to figure out who did it and trying to. Um, bring justice to anyone who they found out has wronged them uh, by seeing the real... And it's, like, it's so fascinating, right? Where, like, all of this information is released and then immediately, like, there's Reddit threads about, like, figuring out, okay, who's this person (laughs) in this picture? Sure, okay. Which is really interesting, I think. Um, And really cool plot. Um, And it centers around these four girls who... Uh, kind of each are maybe doing something that 
they shouldn't be, but they're teenagers. <laughs> they don't know any better. And now their lives are ruined because it's been made public. Um, and they kind of become at the center of the... Um, people start to think that they're responsible for it. So they start oh, to be okay. hunted and they have okay. to fight back. Okay. It's um, like Mean Girls with Attitude. It's like Mean Girls with like crazy violence and yeah. partying and... Yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, there's a lot of people who don't like this, and I think there's some fair criticisms around it. Like, I think the director learned a lot from this, maybe, and then toned it down a bit in Euphoria. (laughs) Um, Yeah, worked it out of his system a little bit. Yeah, and I think, like, people maybe took some messages from this that, like, I personally didn't, but they found some of the politics troubling. Um, Yeah. Which, again, I think is fair. I just didn't have that same reaction to it. Um, But overall, like, so much fun. Like, I really, I had a great time with it. I don't know. It's just like, (laughs) yeah, I want to see these, like, wacky teens really beat some people up. Like, that's great. I don't know. Uh, Nefarious teens. Yeah. I mean, so I guess, like, the epitomization of the problem with the movie is maybe like right at the beginning of it. Uh, There's a lot of voiceover. So I feel like it Mm. intros with some voiceover from the main character, but they, the director like flashes a set of probably, I want to say 20 trigger warnings (laughs) that don't seem genuine (laughs) and seem like a plot device, which is like, I mean, it's like, it's weird because I think why this guy gets in trouble with this is some of it is earnestly, like, I think forward thinking and like, he's main characters in both Euphoria and this movie are trans women, which like, I don't know that that earns you an automatic cookie, but like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, I think he is trying to bring some progressive ideas to the forefront and like by getting into topics about like sexting and stuff he takes the opportunity to say hey maybe we shouldn't blame it on the people sending texts but the ones hacking them like okay i think there's ideas that need to be communicated that he's communicating but when someone who's like putting those progressive ideals forth and then also like using an ironic uh rape trigger warning at the beginning it's like I don't know. I, it's sure. tough. Well, yeah. you assume it to be ironic, right? Yeah, because it's like, again, there's like 20 of them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and like some of them are funny. It's like he'll do like a attempted murder and then like almost or and you see like a clip of it. Like, OK, sure. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino makes a movie in 2020 and is younger. Yeah, and like about teens. About teens. Oh, don't, don't. Oh, no, no, no. We do not want Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino, stop listening to this right now, Mr. Yes, please. Please. This isn't for you. No (laughs) cookie for you, Quentin Tarantino. Go watch Blair Witch, you'll love it. Yeah, I don't know. So, I guess the only other thing I wanted to talk about with this is. This director is making or has made a movie during quarantine. 
Okay. Um, Host. No, but oh. like I think will be one of. I don't know when it's being released, but I imagine mm. it'll be one of the first like entirely made during quarantine and made because of quarantine movies. So yeah. it's Zendaya and John David Washington. Um, and they're, I imagine it's like some sort of breakup. Like they're stuck in a house together and they're like oh, starting okay. to break up. Okay. Which is Too so, real. yeah, I, it's going to be really interesting. And also because it's so different than the subject material he's been tackling and euphoria and assassination nation, which is like, again, very teen focused. And I can't imagine that this new thing is to do with teens. I also don't know how, how he would incorporate like a ton of uh, flashing lights and drugs and <laughs> all of this stuff. You could do it if you other. wanted to. Sure. I mean, I would love to see it, but <laughs> I don't know how that's going to, I don't know. I'm fascinated. I really can't wait to see it. Do you think, mm-hmm. do you think he just feels the need to, I guess I won't guess at the, artistic drive of people who make movies. Never mind. Um, (laughs) Is that coming out like in the immediate future? I honestly, I don't know that they've given it a date. I don't think there's like a trailer or anything yet. Um, But I, I'm nearly certain that they like shot it already. And they like, I imagine it just has to be like one location and it's, I would imagine just, them as the cast like uh, yeah they had to follow all of the covid restrictions and everything um yeah i don't know it'll be very Silly. interesting yeah <laughs> uh, i would be curious i mean you i guess the crux of what i was going to ask is this is a gimmick or not i don't think so like i don't want to see I hope it's not like about COVID. That's sure. a nightmare. Yeah. That I do not want to see. Okay. But if this guy was like, hey, we've got some free time because we can't do anything else. I have an idea for a story that can be shot in this way. Yeah. Great. Okay. 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 You're an optimist and I appreciate that. And we'll see what happens <laughs> when. Uh... I mean, it helps that I like this director. If I found sure. out that a director I wasn't a fan of was going to do this, I. Right. Would be sad. Like Ari Aster or something. Like, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. The house is haunted. We got it, Ari. Thanks. Next. Oh, it's tied to personal grieving or something. Great. Thanks, Ari. You're really knocking it out of the park something. with this one. Uh, ooh, the camera's upside down for this shot. That's pretty cool, Ari. Car. I mean, that happens a lot in Euphoria, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Woo. Yeah. And the music. Yes, I mean honestly, yes. Really cool. Yeah. Really cool. Okay. Yeah. Do people have like glow in the dark body paint on or something? They I mean Euphoria inspired an entire world of makeup trends. Like oh, I feel no. like you must have if you haven't seen stills from the show, you've seen the impact of this in like everything. <laughs> it was uh, like I iconic is the exact right on. word. It, it's insane. I I haven't seen something immediately affect <laughs> style so much as Euphoria. It's so okay. crazy. You don't know what subreddits I'm subscribed to, Carla, so do <laughs> okay. not tell me what websites I'm going to and seeing. Okay. Please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <sighs> 
What's the name of this movie? Assassination Nation. Assassination Nation. Mm-hmm. Well, Car. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about Bound? Yes. Okay. Bound. Mm-hmm. What did you think? I liked it a lot. Me too. I had a ton of fun. Me too. I wish the Wachowskis would do stuff like this okay, again. Okay, here it comes. Okay. Yeah, you I mean, like the seriously. third Matrix movie. What a brave opinion you have, Carly. <laughs> Just keep it going. Oh, you didn't like Jupiter Ascending? <laughs> That's so interesting. You also didn't like Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is the first Wachowski movie, and I am a Wachowski apologist from way back. Hello, I mean, you wouldn't need to apologize for this one. See, you're no, that's not how that works, Kari. That, that, <laughs> that, that's not at all how that works. <laughs> you can't be like, oh, this one's good, though. It is. No, that's not how that works. <laughs> the Matrix was good. OK, yeah, I'm not trying to say the Matrix wasn't good. Speed Racer was good. Well, OK. See, no. Yeah, exactly. Speed Racer is something you have to apologize for. Yeah. In totalium. Carly. Wow. Yes. Um, yeah, Bound was really good, I thought. Yeah, it took me, I want to say, about like half an hour 45 to really get into it. Like, I think they Did you hear my in- at... inhale there? <sighs> hmm? I took like a big inhale because I was going to go off on you, but keep going. <laughs> I feel like I don't know that normal conversations between people are always their strong suit, maybe. And that's what like... The first half hour is. Yeah, this movie gets a lot better from there, I think. But right. I was still with it for the first half hour. I thought it was interesting what it was setting up. Yeah. And like you could, I mean, this follows a structure. Like, oh, totally. It, it's which is totally fine. And like, yeah. I like, I mean, it's like a noir mob movie. That's fun. I yeah. want to watch whatever that movie is. It's it's like a heist movie where... Instead of things going the way they're supposed to, something goes completely wrong halfway through and then they have to deal with it. Yeah. And that's fun. It's so fun. It's really tense. It's really tense and really creative in a lot of ways. Yeah. And like you can, without being a Wachowski uh, (laughs) person, I like you can see the influences starting, right? Or like the roots of what they're going to do in the future, which is so cool. Yeah. I mean, all the action stuff, like from what I've seen of the Matrix seems like, yeah, there it is. That's the starting ground. It's just, it's so interested in looking cool for a lot of Mm -hmm. it. And that's good. And I think, say what you will about the Wachowskis, but I think even in this movie, they have this very... And this is something they lost completely with the Matrix sequels, but I think they regained some of it. They can be very economical with their script writing. And I guess I'm attributing the script to them. I don't actually know if that's true, but um, it feels like everything someone says has purpose at some point or it will wrap back around or you don't need 10 minutes of dialogue to get this point across. It just feels like they only show you exactly what you need to see for this movie to keep going. And I like that. Yeah, I think that's true. It's lean in this movie. It's very lean. Yeah, and I feel like maybe the first half hour, I don't know if it suffers for that reason, but like I 
I don't know that we saw enough of the two main characters together yeah. to like believe that they're risking it all for each other. Right. Right. That's fair. Totally. Yeah. Uh, it's still fun. Their little romance, their tryst, and then uh, just jumping right into like stealing money from the mob, baby. Yeah, like it it is fun, and I don't know that I want the other version where it's like they have a secret affair for a year. (laughs) But in all likelihood, that's more believable. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. 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 But who cares? The movie's fun. It is fun. Joe Pantoliano is a national treasure, (laughs) and we need to protect that man at all costs. You know who? You know what the best moment of the movie was? Was it when Christopher Maloney stepped out of that car? Young, punked out Christopher Maloney. <laughs> I can't tell you how excited I got. I, I was didn't, so amped. I couldn't tell if it was him. And I knew it was him, but I couldn't tell. <laughs> so I was waiting for the credits. And then when his name popped up, it was... You <laughs> couldn't tell that was Chris Maloney? He was so much younger there. Yeah. He's, he's like so a man. distinct looking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It is so good. I'm going to ask you 10 questions. Yep. Snip. Yeah, they actually do. And I love the the toilet with just like the blood splacking yeah. into it. Good, good, good. A lot of like good, weird camera work on like objects where you're just like staring at the barrel of a gun and it's like pulling. Or like that really that really cool first shot where it's just like looking down the pole chain of the closet. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like setting up this entire movie in like one shot of this woman bound in a shoe closet good yeah i mean like i feel like another person could make this general plot but in all likelihood i guess number one it would not be a lesbian romance and it also (laughs) would not include all of the stuff that makes it cool yeah like it wouldn't have the cool shot of the toilet it wouldn't have the cool um, I really liked it when like you see the connection between the two phones and you're like following the phone. Yeah, wire and it's like it does the, the loop. Does like the it wouldn't have that. It wouldn't have the awesome stuff with the, where at the end they dump the paint out and yeah. the guy gets shot oh and his blood God. is mixing with the paint. That's like that's so, so cool. Sensei, yeah. here we come, baby. It's only thirty <laughs> years away. Um, I would even go so far as to say the big scene that happens in the middle where things go really, really wrong probably wouldn't happen. Yeah. Where he's like, I'm going to open this case now. And then Joe Pantoliano says, no, you're not. And then things play out from there. I don't think that would be in a different movie because it's not, it's not how you make a movie. Generally, you don't take that giant leap. I don't know. Like, I just feel like there's so many of these types of movies out there and some of them are creative. Like, yeah, the general plot isn't the most exciting part of the movie, I guess. Oh, I loved it. I mean, it's very good, but I think it shines because of who the Wachowskis are. Yeah. And I think the the performances are good and like the casting and all that aspect of it, I think. Really perfect casting, honestly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Even beyond Joseph Pantoliano. And Chris Maloney. And Chris Maloney. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, the two leads are both fantastic. 
Yeah, and if violence is like the perfect casting for a noir type. Like yeah. her, everything she says is like she's just inhaled like ten pounds of oxygen and is like slowly releasing doing? it. Yeah. If you shoot him, we can't leave. And then he shoots him. Yeah. Good stuff. Good, 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 good movie. Good. There's some weird like. No. I guess we had to find out that she had gone to jail, but, like, why do we go to the bar with her at the beginning? <laughs> She's an outcast, I guess. <laughs> okay, she sure. can't find love because nobody... I just kind of took that as this, like, due to... I, I don't know where we were at as a society in 96 or whatever, right? Yeah. But I would assume if she can't find a hookup in this lesbian bar then she's kind of on her own right is what it kind of oh, sure like. yeah like she's lonely yeah and given that no one trusts her or likes her because she went to prison for something which they don't really maybe it's too lean there the script writing but uh you just kind of get the sense or i did that she was this was her only chance of finding like a circle and she's kind of been kicked out of it so she's renovating apartments or whatever is happening all right, you convinced me. Okay, sure. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't just so many. It's just like a series of like setting up fun, tense situations and then it never going quite how you expect it to. Yeah, and I like it. I don't know. I was worried, I guess, with the first half hour being what it was that I was kind of in it for the long haul. Like it. Yeah. But it really, like, I didn't even, hmm, this feels like such a sad measure. But I didn't even think about, like, checking my phone after that first half hour. Like, I was I was yeah. so focused. I was so yeah. all in. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm think, so glad, like, I would never watch this yeah. if you hadn't uh, put it forth. I had never even heard about it until I started looking into, like, have I seen all the Wachowski movies? Yeah. So have you now? I have, dude. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, they haven't made that many, to be honest with you. But uh, where would this fall? Oh, I would say probably third. What second? Matrix. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, the Matrix is just such a thing. This is like a really fun genre exercise that they did when they were first starting out, type of thing. Whereas The Matrix kind of feels like no one else could have made this movie because it's this weird sci-fi anime vision of what yeah. an action blockbuster looks like. Uh, but this was, I thought, extremely fun to watch and good and yeah. quality. I really kind of wish they would do something like this again. I know I yeah. said it already, but like, I, I would be so amped if they did. Sense8 is the closest I think you're going to get, Car. I hate I to break know, it to you. I know, but that involves... Brain stuff or whatever. It does. It has stupid sci-fi things happening. But uh, yeah. it's the closest I think they've come to just like a human story happening. Yeah. Speed Racer had some of that. I will defend Speed Racer. And <laughs> I know. The scene where he's talking brother. to his mom. and Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon, who was also in Claude Atlas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would say outside of the... Hmm. I'm not going to rank the Wachowski movies, but I think they're all generally good except for Cloud Atlas and Jupiter Ascending. Except for Cloud Atlas? Really? 
Cloud Atlas was fun, but I don't think it's of the same level of quality as their good stuff. <laughs> right? I don't know. I'm the wrong person to ask, brother. Like, if you sat me down and you said, which is worse, Jupiter Sending or Cloud Atlas, I think I would I would take a pause on that one. I would be Really? Like, Jupiter Ascending is, like, campy and stupid, <laughs> but in a way that I can, like, get behind in a, yeah. in a way. Whereas Cloud Atlas is trying not to be that. So when it is, it's like, ooh. yeah, it seems more garish. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, uh, would you like to talk about what's coming out next, Car? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Let me pull up my. I have my sheet. list here, so if you need me to read any of these descriptions, just ha- let me add it, and I'll. Okay, I'll, I might take you up on that. Okay. Um. First, again, I want to describe some general disdain for mm-hmm. uh, the sources that I have access to <laughs> okay. because Throw I am under the bus. very confused about why um, She Limited. Dies Tomorrow was nowhere on any of these lists. It came out recently. Sure. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Max Reload and the Nether Blasters is on here. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Which has an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, no. Out of five reviews, I think. <laughs> Here are reviews, three of them. <laughs> the reviews are totally like, imagine what you think a positive review of this movie is. And it's that. Charming and... Garrulous. No, it's like, real gamers who grew up in the 80s are going to love Max Reload and the Nether Blasters. If you is know more than just Pac-Man. What? Is it a cartoon? Nope. Oh. It sure is not. It sure is poster of a guy in front of like Tron magic happening behind him. Hmm. Let's never talk about Max Reload again. What were you saying, Kurt? Interesting. Um, <laughs> okay, so that stinks, and I okay. like it. So then I went back to the drawing board with these sources, and I was poking around trying to find something better. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. Okay, yeah. No, I don't. We're out yeah. of luck. Bless you for even getting this far, because I would not even know what to do, and you always are on top of it, and you always have this great <laughs> list of movies. Um, it's really bothering me that one is coming out August 28th, and it's between a bunch of August 14th movies, but that's just me. That's well, just... Okay, just well, if we want to dig into sometimes. the complicated nature again okay, here. please. So my process when I'm making this is use the one source, and we can right. cite them. Sure. Um, for showing.net. Okay. So Friends I go through that yep. and I uh, just, I now look to the upcoming week and I add all the movies that are there and then I search those movies and try to look into them more. And I find out through searching that sometimes the dates on the website are wrong and then sure. I change them. Uh, okay. Upsetting. You're already putting too much work into this. Segment, <laughs> well, I want to know I appreciate the truth. it. No, I appreciate <laughs> the work, Kai. It's above and beyond what is expected of you. <laughs> okay, so we have four movies coming out August 14th. Sure. Okay. Okay. The first one seems like maybe actually interesting and people will watch it, which I can't say uh-huh. for like half of the movies that have... Oh gone onto this list thus far um charm city kings which is doing a limited theatrical release and then is going to be on hbo max later don't know when later okay um description is i know i promised a dramatic reading please uh tucker do you want to take this one <laughs> <clears throat> okay 
Before I begin, can you delineate what is going on with HBO's subscription services right now? No, uh, okay. I mean, sort of. So there's HBO Max, HBO Go, and HBO... Go Max? Now? Now? I think Prime? I have now, which has recently <laughs> been rebranded to just HBO. And then I think HBO Go is leaving, and then it will just be HBO Max. HBO Max seems like the most desirable of all of the services because it has an incredible library of movies and TV. Okay. Is it like but $40 I don't have a month? it because that's the one that won't freaking sign a deal with Roku. Don't you have a smart TV? Yeah, Roku. Uh, they oh. will not release the channel on Roku oh. TVs. They built, yeah, 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 yeah. That was when really society took a dark turn is when Roku made that deal with all those TVs. Now it's just like really slow, crappy Roku interface on all your televisions <laughs> that you're buying. Am I wrong, people? I don't have an issue with the interface. They also are doing this, I think, with like the fire sticker. There's another service that like sure. HBO Max is just not reaching <clears throat> a deal with. Huh. And it's like very silly. Also, there are people who are paying for, I think, HBO Go and would automatically have access to HBO Max, um, but just like can't because <sighs> their Roku TV won't <sighs> give them access to it. That's they. Uh, huh. Yeah. They need to figure their stuff out. But uh, in the yeah. meantime, <laughs> Charm City Kings. Yes. 14-year-old Mouse desperately wants to join the Midnight Click, an infamous group of Baltimore dirt bike riders who rule the summertime streets. That was very good. Thank you. That's Charm City Kings. Uh, dirt bike riders on a car. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Is that where so, we're at? <laughs> like, okay. Uh, I also added a column to the spreadsheet that we referenced so that I can put little notes so I remember what the. I see. I have that. like a thing to remind me what's going on with this. Sure. And notable story by Barry Jenkins, and it won an ensemble award at Sundance. Ooh. So, like, it seems like a. I don't know. It has stuff going for it, and people who have seen it like it. So. Sure. Maybe someday riders. I'll have HBO Max and then maybe someday I'll watch this. Huh. I would be if I was making content for HBO Max, I would be kind of angry that they're not available on most people's televisions, right? It doesn't seem like I just know so many people who have it. Yeah. Which like I don't know what the Roku market share is. I don't know. Large, I think. Yeah, so how do people have it? I don't know. I would be upset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It seems like everybody's upset about this situation. I think a lot of people have the Apple TVs. Oh, gross. Yeah. We're an Android podcast. Uh, yeah. Uh, did yeah. you get ice cream sandwich? Because, dude. What? What's up next, Car? Okay. Um. So we're going to skip the August 28th one and go okay. to Project Power, which is okay. coming to Netflix. Okay. And this has maybe the most cursed description you could have in a 2020 movie. Okay. I'll read it. I can't Please. promise dramatic. <clears throat> a former soldier teams up with a cop to find the source behind a dangerous <laughs> pill that provides temporary superpowers. Can we get another reading on the word cop, please? Cop. Okay, good. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Soldier teams up with a cop. You, yeah. That's, For pill. Yeah. Superpowers. 
Uh, it, it has both Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it. I don't like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I'm out. Same. But it's on Netflix, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Look for that one never next gonna week it in on years. Pills on the Windows. <laughs> yeah. um, third, we have Spree, okay. which is coming to VOD. Okay. And the premise here is thirsty for a following. <laughs> <laughs> a rideshare driver has figured out a deadly plan to go viral. Um, this sounds exactly like a Quibi show that came out, I think. Or something. Or I just, feel like we've seen this plot a million times. Or it could just be a Quibi show in my brain. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know. It has Joe Keery in it. I love Joe, Joe Keery. Who would that? That's the Steve from Stranger Things. Who is that the Good main hair. guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I'll still never watch it. Will you watch it? No. Okay. Um, and then Sputnik. I don't know. Do we even talk about this? One? I can read the description. <laughs> okay. Sputnik is a limited release and VOD. Fantasy collides with reality when a video game store clerk accidentally <laughs> unleashes an ancient malevolent force. My brain broke for a second because I was like, are we looking at <laughs> I can read the actual description. Okay, thank you. Summoned to a secluded research <laughs> facility, a controversial young doctor examines a cosmonaut who returned to Earth with an alien parasite inside of him. Okay, so here's my question for you on this one. Yes. Can we count this in the alien universe? Can you repeat the question? In the world of alien movies. No. This is not an alien movie. No. But the alien's inside of him. So is it an alien movie? Uh, huh? Is that uh, Cloverbelt Credit Union? What was that movie they made about Cloverfield where it's like in space? Uh, Paradox, I think. Cloverfield Paradox. Is that an alien movie? Because it's no. inside. Well, what are you What are you asking me then? Are you just trying to know. make me an idiot? Are you just trying to make like, me look like people, an idiot? So when I was Googling this, people were like, oh, uh, lots of inspiration from Alien. I mean, like, how close can you get to it before it becomes part? I just, because Prometheus is such a. Let's not talk about Prometheus. <laughs> Please. I don't know. I like Alien. Okay. I like Alien as well. Um, I w- hmm. There have been, I would assume there had been other movies about alien parasites before Alien. No? I guess I would have to see if the alien bursts out of the stomach. Probably not. That would probably be going too far, I would think. And then it has like another tongue inside its tongue and it goes. That is such a cool alien design. <laughs> huh. Uh, not a great title for your alien movie it makes me think it's going to be like and he was 13 years old and he looked up to the stars and he dreamt that one day he could be sputnik yeah can i go back really quick for sure a second? um when we were talking about the alien thing have you <laughs> yeah. seen that meme oh <laughs> that no meme? car we can't yeah, yeah, yeah. do this have you no, seen no, that no, meme no. structure where it's taking the that amore song structure 
Yeah. This Have is my that? least favorite segment of the show. <laughs> Have, you Have you seen that meme no, structure? Carl, we can't do you. No, please let me say this. Please let me Carly. say this. Please. Please. So there's a meme structure where they take the horror oh, no. song and they just stop. <laughs> they give it new words. And there's this one. Um, I hate this so much. <laughs> Here we go. Are you ready? When yeah. the jaws open wide and there's a. Oh no! Cut it! Cut it! Cut it! Cut it! <laughs> Did you hear about the train wreck that happened, Car? What happened there at the end? Well, then I was kind of okay. I think it's like when the jaws open wide and there's more jaws inside. That's a lamprey. Thanks for uh, talking about movies, Car. It's been a really good show, I thought. Uh, really quality stuff this week. Um, what would you like me to watch for next time? Okay, I have like, I think the right way to do this, maybe so that I don't uh, crumple under the pressure. Huh? Is. <laughs> the movie is I'm going to give you some options. Three uh, options uh, this time. Okay. Okay. We've so, done this before. You've given me options before. Oh. Well, I'm really cracking the code. This okay. Time, so. The Da Vinci Code. Okay. <laughs> Someday I would love to do that. Okay. Um, okay. So one of them I've seen, two of them I haven't. Okay. Uh, do I have to Bell- guess? Is this like, are you going to put them all under cups and then switch the cups? <laughs> no. Really I'm just saying, like, you can either choose something I've seen before or you can choose something I haven't seen before. Okay. So <laughs> Bad Times at the El Royale. Sorry to bother you, or Nashville. What's Nashville? Is there a Robert Altman movie? People, it's like one of those, like... Is that an older movie? Yeah. That one. Okay, let's do it. Okay. What was the second one? Sorry to bother you? What was the first one? Is that the Joaquin Phoenix? No. No. uh, Bad Times at the El Royale is like... Or Ryan Gosling or something? No. It's it's some dude. John Hamm, it's got Jeff Bridges, it's got Dakota Johnson. Who's the main guy? It's got like this crazy cast. Is that Hemsworth in there? I think yes, 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 yes. Okay. Those guys all look the same. Totes. Oh, and I love every single one of them, bro. What was the second one? Sorry to bother you. Oh, that's the one you really, 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 really love that. Well, let's do Nashville, and if I'm feeling saucy, I might give that other one a... Let me know if you do. I'll probably rewatch it. I don't know. I just love that movie so much. It probably won't be this week. Wacky. Sometime in the future. Okay. I've thought about going on your letterbox and looking at your favorite movies and then, like, watching one of them and then surprising (laughs) you and being like, and I watched it. But then I feel like... uh, mm. So bye, car. <laughs> Wait, do you want me to do the lamprey thing one more time? No, I sure don't. Hey, <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, no, I got it. I got the joke. Yeah.